Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. I'm here today with my friend Margo Voth. Hello. How's it going? It's going really well. So Margo and Riley have been hanging out at our place. They, our husbands went on the Shepherd's Crook Intensive together. And this is, is this the second year that we've got to hang out while they're gone? Or third? Third. Third. Okay. <laughs> so this is the third year. Margo and the kids come. We get to hang out while the guys are away. And it's been fun. So we were like, while you're here, let's do an episode about sewing because we both really like to sew Mm -hmm. and I thought it'd be fun to talk a little bit about what we do. Let's start out with the icebreaker. What is some of the funnest things that you've made? Mm, I love making bonnets, especially for babies. Mm -hmm. I make a billion of them and give a lot of them away. (laughs) Yeah. Is it the same pattern that you gave me that I made Providence? Oh, I love that. And it's super easy. Do you usually make yours out of linen? I usually do. Yeah. With a cotton inner. Mm-hmm. How did you make yours? You made it. I made mine out of linen and then just a lining fabric that I, I had. Like just it. like a really thin, thin. lining fabric. Mm-hmm. And those are so easy to make too. Yeah. Really easy to make and they're adorable. There's nothing cuter mm-hmm. than a little baby girl in a bonnet. So yes. cute. <laughs> so I like those a lot. Um, anything else fun? Mm-hmm. I've just been having a lot of fun with lace lately. I've not... This is my first time using lace and I've done... That collar, did you see that collar on that dress? I, I dress I made Imogen and I put the lace around the collar. Um, and I want to do some like around the placket of the buttons off the front of a, mm-hmm. a dress or something like that. That'd be cute. Yeah, I thought, well, even you could do the sunbonnet of the, the baby sunbonnet. You could do lace for oh, the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. The for edge. the little bill. Yes, mm-hmm. for the bill. Mm-hmm. That would be cute. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law inherited a whole bunch of lace, so... I was just getting ready to say I have like a whole tote full of lace downstairs. Yes. That's the cool thing about sewing. Once you get into it... Like, there's so many yard sales and estate sales that just have so many sewing notions at them that mm-hmm. you can grab for next to nothing. nothing. Um, I've honestly had to thin out my sewing supplies because it was just overloaded. Yeah. Like, whenever we moved here, I was like, I've got to get rid of some of this stuff. Like, it's an ungodly amount of things that I had. It's hard to do, though, because it's a very, mm-hmm. like, very quality and yeah. beautiful stuff yeah. that people are just giving away, basically. Uh-huh. And um, usually whenever you're at a yard sale or estate sale, it's, like, just a giant basket yeah. full of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> just take everything. You must take everything. Uh-huh. Um, so any local people, if you're into sewing, please come to my house. I have more than enough fabric and <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Um Okay, some of the funnest things I've made. I made my wedding dress, which was really fun. Have I ever showed you pictures no, of my wedding I dress? I need to see it. It was really cute. I loved it. So we got married outside. I should do an episode just talking about our wedding. Yes. Um, but I loved our wedding. But we got married outside at my uncle's house. He had he has a lake and a really beautiful little piece of land. And I made a short wedding dress that was like very 1950s style pencil skirt. And it was white, like satiny, really pretty shiny Mm. satin. And it had a little slit in the back. And then the bodice was like a sweetheart neckline with straps. And then the back was all lace. And I had like three little crystal buttons on the front. Sounds beautiful. I loved it. How it long was did it take fun. you to make? And were you not really long. nervous about it? No, no. I'm not that type of personality. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know that I'm the type of person that wings things. I'm like, yeah, it'll work out. Did you give yourself enough time to do a second one if you were... No, but I did make a second one for our reception. I oh. made, because um, it was in, it's July 24th is our anniversary, and we got married. It was like, literally, I think it was like 97 degrees that day. It was a very, very, very hot July day, um, and I knew that it was going to be hot, so I was like, I'm going to make another dress, because this one was really fitted. So I'm going to make another dress that's just like a dancing dress. So oh. I made, and it was just like strapless, really simple white with like a colorful belt and um, just like a circle skirt at the bottom. Oh, how fun. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. You have to show me pictures. It was so cute. So whenever we got married, we did not hire a photographer because I was like, I just want to get all candid photos. And I thought that that would work out. But then we just have no photos, basically. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So it was a huge mistake. I have like a very beautiful wedding video. And you know what I should do? I should I feel like the technology is out there to like get some still shots from yes. that video that probably yeah. that technology probably exists. Yes. Um I just am not techie, so I don't know how to do that. Mm. But I really enjoyed making my wedding dresses. My mom and I made them together mm-hmm. and that is really good memories. And um I also hardly ever use a pattern, but I used a pattern for that. Um, but I just, I don't really like using patterns for sewing. I'm more like, let me just look at something and figure out what the shapes are like and cut it out. <laughs> you were so brave. Again, with my personality, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I can just, fi- I can just wing this. And then I also have really liked upholstery. I feel like this oh. falls into sewing a little mm-hmm. bit. Upholstering chairs, I've really had fun doing that. Like getting an old chair where the fabric's yeah. either yucky or in bad shape. And then just getting fabric and sewing a cover for it and stapling, staple gunning it on and repulsing. It's shockingly like easy. It's so fun. I did that one. You did? Yeah. Oh, and then that's the one a very I, thick fabric. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it looks like leather, but not leather. Okay. And then I did the one in Providence's room. And then okay. the one downstairs that's like the Aztec-y looking. Yes, yes. I saw that one. I thought yeah. that one looks very upholstered. Yeah. Not that it was that. It just looks really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I really liked doing that. And then, of course, like making baby girl clothes for oh, Providence yes. has been yes. absolute bliss. I've loved every second of that. Mm-hmm. And just thinking mm-hmm. like, well, when I had both boys, mm-hmm. I've always thought, man, it'd be fun to have a girl because all the stuff. You can make boy clothes, of course, but it's just, it's not the same as no. making tiny dresses and bonnets yes. and all that kind of stuff. So yes. I have loved making stuff for her. Yeah, I make, yeah, that's that's the funnest thing I make is little girl clothes. Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. Well, and I thought like my boys quickly got into the stage where they had an opinion on what they were wearing. Oh. So mm-hmm. I was like, if I'm going to make her stuff, I need to hurry up and do it yes. before she has an opinion on <laughs> what she's wearing. <laughs> where I can just fully enjoy dressing her like a little baby doll. Yes, yes. So how did you get started sewing? What are some of the ways that you got into it? Oh, And well, when? Yeah, so I took a home ec class in eighth grade and learned just like the very basics mm-hmm. and just what a sewing machine was and how it functioned. And I'm really thankful I did because I dropped it after that until I was in college. I think we were, I was still in college when we were married our first year. And I think that's when I picked up a sewing machine because my mother-in-law gifted me a 1950s singer. And mm-hmm. it's beautiful, it's that 50s green. Yep. And it's the, I think it's cast iron. And yes. it is the heavy duty and I mm-hmm. love every bit of Those it. Those are my favorite. Oh, if you can yeah. get one that still works mm-hmm. good, that is my favorite, getting an old metal sewing machine. Mm-hmm. Way more than like the new plastic singers like bounce as you're trying to sew. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, this thing is super heavy duty. And I, when she gifted it to, to me, she was like, well, there's a few things wrong with it. And I took it to someone that serviced it. And they serviced oh, it for, Oh, that's a like, great idea. Mm-hmm. They just did, like, 
switched out all the belts and did all the oiling and all the stuff that I knew like okay when I'm starting I'm not mm-hmm. gonna have to worry about troubleshooting my machine that is a really good idea especially <laughs> if you get it given to you it's like worth it to put a little bit of oh, money yeah. into getting it serviced so mm-hmm. you know it's gonna run smoothly yeah and this is one I knew would be like an heirloom that it would last in our family that as long as awesome. they don't ruin the motor of it <laughs> yeah I've done that many a times mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've burnt so whenever I first got started sewing I would just always buy yard sale sewing machines mm-hmm. which would work I I was using them pretty heavy duty usage at that point, um, like hours a day, and I burned up motors just over and over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I think I I don't know why I decided I was gonna thrift one. I was like, I already have one, but I, was, I might as well have a second one, right? Mm-hmm. And I did burn the motor out on that one. It was really quick. It must have been very heavily used prior to me. Yeah. And so. Um, so after burning up millions of them, I finally got a Bernina. Is the kind that I have downstairs. I think I should yes, do last time yeah, we were here. Really but I love it, nice. and I've had it for probably close to ten years now. And I've only had a problem with it one time, and it has a warranty. So I just took it to the local place I bought it with, and they literally just gave me a new machine. Nice. Yeah. You're like, here, just take this one. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah. yeah so well, I did, I, I knew that I was going to be heavy usage for a long time, I hope, for a long yeah. time in my life. So yes. I um, I just went ahead and made the investment for yeah. a nice one. Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably do that eventually so yeah. that I can keep this old machine nice. Yeah. And then, because I know I'm going to, like you said, so mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. So yeah. it'll be worth the investment. But So when my mother-in-law gave me this machine, I was like, okay, I really want to learn. And we didn't have kids yet. So I spent a lot of time, like a year, just having a lot of fun looking up. I made a a lot of things really terribly. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) probably a year of like a whole array of stuff that didn't fit. Probably 10 garments that didn't Mm -hmm. fit. But I finally figured it out, like how to read a pattern and then just where to find YouTube videos and stuff like that. And just figured it out by myself. And then now... I feel pretty confident making my clothes and Imogen's clothes. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Well, you do a great job. I love oh, it. Whenever we post this episode, maybe we could post a few things we've made. Uh, That'd be fun. Idea. Yes. Yeah. I love seeing things that you've made. Oh, but you don't you think that whenever you start sewing, even when you make something badly, you're like, it's pretty good. Yeah. Like, it's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so <laughs> impressive that this is like an actual piece of clothing yes. that you're like, I'm definitely going to wear it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I look back and think, like, I wore that out now. Like, people people that did sew are probably like, I yeah. can't believe she's but wearing that. The, the population of people that do sew is so small yes. that, like, 90% of the people are just super impressed that you're wearing something that you <laughs> that made. made. Yeah. It's so true. The way I got into sewing was whenever I was 17, probably, 17 or 18, um, I was best friends with a girl named Abby, and her mom was an upholsterer. And she did tons of upholstery, and she was just a really skilled seamstress. And Abby and I used to go to a music festival called Cornerstone Music Festival in northern Illinois. And it was so much fun. It was kind of a thing where you went and you camped out, and there was just tons of bands for like a week long. I think it was probably, maybe not a week. Maybe it was a long weekend. felt like a week. I don't remember now. (laughs) And then they had a merch booth that was just, or a merch tent that was just full of vendors that came and sold stuff that they either made or, you know, different Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And so after a couple of years of going to Cornerstone, we were like, you know what would be really cool if we sold stuff in the merch tent? So her mom told us just basic how to sew, and we made purses that were, like, just square with a long messenger strap and a button, and we would, like, iron on letters, so they said, like, little Christian phrases on them, and um, we said, and we had t-shirts, and we made, like, very hippie-looking dresses, 
and it was a blast and bracelets and it was a blast and we went and sold stuff and did really well the first year so then we were like we should keep doing this so then um I was dating a boy at the time that was in a band so he then they were playing in New Zealand at a parachute music festival parachute I think it was something like that and uh, he took some of our stuff there and sold it and then it just kind of we kept going with it and it was really fun it kind of was great motivation to keep sewing yeah because we were making a little bit of money on the side (laughs) so we just kept doing that and setting up at different events and I did that for years setting up at like craft fairs and stuff like that so and then when we met you were still doing some of that yeah Yeah. and I would like to still be doing it I love Mm -hmm. it um but my friend Abby then went into full-time mission work so I still kept and then I got married yeah and so I kept sewing on the side but it evolved more into like how could I be doing this not just at craft fairs so I was like I should start altering people's clothes so I made up little business cards and brought them around to some different places and man if you want to get into alterations you will get more work than you can handle very quickly (laughs) because no one does it anymore (laughs) so I started altering clothes and that quickly pushed me way over my head because people were bringing me like prom dresses and wedding dresses and suit jackets and I'm like what am I doing so it quickly made me learn how to do things but again my personality is not one for being a I'm not a perfectionist so I was like I can't and especially once we had babies I was like I can't have people's thousand dollar wedding (laughs) yeah like very expensive things in my home with a toddler or a baby and it was just so I didn't do that and I I still do it for friends but it's rare that I alter people's garments anymore oh man that's super cool though and you're really great for trying that yeah (laughs) it was fun I just see God's hand in it keeping me going through it and I Mm -hmm. and now it's just like a fun craft that I really enjoy doing when I get to but I don't get to as much as I did at one point but now it's for fun yes (laughs) but one day when my kids are older I think I probably will get more into it again for for like a side hustle again probably oh okay yeah yeah yeah. but I like it yes I've considered I dove into a a course one time on how to draft patterns I'm really into garments I love garments Mm -hmm. mostly and I haven't tried any upholstery or anything or quilting Mm -hmm. I'm terrified of quilting because it's too you have to be a perfectionist to be Mm -hmm. a good quilter Mm-hmm. But I got into how to a class one time on how to draft your own patterns, and I think that would be like my angle. I would love to like draft and sell patterns. Man, that would or be or even cool. just like make my own like small clothing line or something mm-hmm. and sell as a small shop. Yeah, some custom clothes. That would be very yeah. very fun. I, I would like that too. Fun. <laughs> um, or even like designing fabric. I think that would be really would fun. Be or like dyeing yes, fabric. There's just so there's just so oh, many yeah. aspects to sewing mm-hmm. and. Um, I really like going to fabric stores and just like looking at all of the fabrics and touching yes, them. Touching and, them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's cool. So yes. this is a skill that I think really blesses our family. I know that yeah. in many ways that it blesses our family. Uh, what are some ways that you think it is a blessing? Yes. So just clothes in general mm-hmm. and to be able to make Imogen's clothes and to have like, well, she grows so fast too and clothes are fairly expensive mm-hmm. when you buy them new for little kids mm-hmm. and so to be able to buy or to make something of quality for her and at a really low price yeah. is a really big like I think hopefully she thinks it's a blessing to her yeah. it is to our family financially yeah um and then little things like just mending stuff like I mend all the time yeah just all the time and then um linens for your house everywhere you can just yeah it's the list is endless of all the things that you can make in for your home like just those little um reusable paper towels that you make mm-hmm. I started doing that one after I saw you yep. do that and it is such a such a blessing to have those in the house and they're really easy and they're really quick 
quickly whipped up curtains and washcloths and just all the things yeah. anything throw yeah. pillows are a big throw one pillows. i do a lot of throw pillows mm-hmm. because they are expensive yeah. to buy it's like 30 dollars for one pillow why yes. why is it so expensive because i'll be at the store sometimes like oh those are really cute and it's like 30 dollars. i'm like well nope no way and uh they don't take long to make at all and they're literally like four straight yeah seams <laughs> four yes. straight lines of sewing uh-huh. but stuffing in it and you're done and you're done <laughs> super easy i think you can get like ikea pillow inserts for like five bucks yeah or you something. can you know what i do is i go to yard sales oh, and yes. just buy pillows yes. for the stuffing and recover them yep brilliant mm-hmm. yeah yeah or just like even buying bed pillows just to cut the stuffing out and keep in a big bag yes that's smart. Mm-hmm. That's a lot smart. of times at the, that thrift store that I go to in Carterville, they'll have pillows for free. Oh, yeah. Just kind of like get these out of here. Um, and I'll bring them home and wash them and hang them outside to dry and then just get the stuffing out of them. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. I've made bed sheets before. Like have you? For cribs. Oh, yeah. I've, I've made, made crib sheets. Yeah. I haven't made like a king size bed sheet. No, which I'd would be cool. It would I mean, be cool. I don't know how you can get the fabric that, that width. I feel like you would have to sew it together a special order because the like the widest I've seen is probably like seventy something inches. Yeah, that's not enough. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. But that would be cool. I know. I made cool. Providence flannel uh, crib sheets for since she was a December baby. I made yes. flannel crib like fitted, fitted crib sheet. I'm like, yeah, Man, that's really cozy. Super cozy. Yes. <laughs> I've never even looked, but can you even buy flannel crib sheets? Crib you sheets? probably can. Yeah. I it's just look. they're normal. They're normally cotton though. Whenever I buy them. Yeah, but don't you know that there's a like? Don't you feel like there's a big difference between the quality of yeah. the fabric you buy at the store, mm-hmm. especially flannel? Yeah. Versus what you would buy at the, at the yeah stores. Yeah, for sure. Um, so alterations is a huge way that it blesses our family. Because yeah. um, we like to thrift and go to yard sales and stuff so often that we're able to get I, I've talked about this on the podcast so many times but we're able to get quality stuff that I wouldn't be able to afford normally and then I just alter it to okay. fit us so that is a huge, huge blessing and then yeah I think it saves money and then um it's also just a way that I feel like extra special about mm. the clothing that I'm mm. putting on my family is it yes. just feels like a lot of love was poured into it yes. and a lot of joy for me also so yes um I think that's a blessing too and then also as I grow in the skill I hope that I can then give it to my daughter mm. um, or my daughter-in-laws one day or even yes. my sons if they want to learn how yes. to sew that's awesome and um yeah, Imogen just being three years old, she already shows an interest because I enjoy it and she watches mommy. So she's yeah. wanting to like, one day I'll sew because mm-hmm. I tell her that and she's yeah. really excited. Yeah. I taught Ransom how to hand sew because he wanted to learn and then he like made some journals and hand sewed like some designs on the front of them. Nice. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it's a skill for boys to even learn too. Yeah, My grandpa, too, yeah. he, re- he would like reupholster his tractor seats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. It can be useful. Yeah. A too. tailor. Yeah. yeah. You know. And, uh, or they could be a shoe cobbler. I mean, there's so many things yes. you could do with sewing for boys. Yes. <laughs> well, even bookmaking with the hands. Oh yeah, that'd the, be cool. Jared made wa- leather wallets one year for Christmas for all the guys in our family. Yeah. Like hand sewed uh-huh, so the cool. leather. Uh-huh. They're really cool. So let's talk about tools that we find useful. Yes. What are some of the stuff that you have in your... Oh, what do I have? Um, well, the sewing machine, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then an array of like the the hand needles like hand sewing needles uh-huh. like some really good ones um a place to organize it all mm-hmm. i have this really neat accordion style like sewing notion kit where that like 
it's That's antique cool. and it like pulls out and it gets really huge but when you, you like fold it up and you put it away and it's really tiny it can fit in a little oh hole. that's cool you know I thrifted it it was one of those one of those things where people just wanted to give it all away mm-hmm. so they gave it with they gave it to me with all the sewing full of it. stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> That was well worth the investment. Yeah, that's really cool. I have often said that I think the hardest part about sewing is just learning how to use your machine. Yes, it is. It's like once you know how to use your... That's the most frustrating part is Mm -hmm. like, why is it tangled up? Or like, why is it the feed dog not feeding through? Or why is it looping the thread? It's just all learning how to thread your machine really well mm-hmm. know exactly how it all is supposed to be threaded mm-hmm. and how which way your bobbin's supposed to go and like knowing the tension what it's supposed to be set at exactly. all that stuff yes and then making it sew really well that's the hardest that's part that's the hardest part that is the sure. hardest part of sewing once you get that mastered you're able to do whatever you want to do yeah it's very similar to like reading a recipe if you're just mm-hmm. gonna like get a pattern or something mm-hmm. if you can read you can figure it yeah, out that's why if you can read you can cook <laughs> yes, if you can read you can sew exactly <laughs> There's manuals.com where you can find manuals for almost any yes. machine, and that's what mm-hmm. I did for my sewing machine. A good manual is a great resource to have or a yeah. good tool to be able to like troubleshoot your machine or mm-hmm. or even someone in town that can just fix it for you. Yeah. To just have a working machine and mm-hmm. then just start there. Yeah. There's a place called Calico Country in town, mm-hmm. and they um, are just local, and they sell machines, and you can take your stuff there, so that's like a... Okay, Southern Illinois folks, Calico Country is a great yep. place to do that, and I think there might be one in Marion, too. Nice. I think it's called Nancy's, but I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, I think having your manual, and if you don't get it printed off and even bound, so that it's, like, convenient (laughs) Convenient. for you to grab Mm -hmm. and use, if you are just starting out, that's a great thing to do. And, um, like, learning how to use the buttonholer. Yeah. Like, all those different things. Like, Mm -hmm. a sewing machine can do so So many different things. Yes. And just before you feel like you have to go and make a garment, like, learning how to really use all the aspects of your sewing machine. Mm -hmm. So, I have my Bernina sewing machine. I have a Janome serger. Um, oh yeah do you have a surgery? I have a surgery. that is super oh, useful so I useful. love having a surgery. Yes. it was gifted to me by my mother she bought it for herself and she was like I don't use it so much you can have it Sweet. Mm-hmm. and I didn't realize how many things I would find it mm-hmm. useful for yeah so many I use it all the time yeah. every time I sit down to sew I use it yeah that's another thing that is kind of tricky to thread yes but once you learn how to thread it it's yeah very valuable to have yes my mom i found hers it's a white and it's an old one that's cast iron and really heavy and honestly i like it better than mine i like it better than my like newer janome yeah because it's so heavy it's just heavy duty and so smooth you just put the fabric through and it doesn't move where mine's kind of like yeah i just don't like the plastic stuff i know me either it's so bouncy it always it's bouncy and then it often gets like the thread runs out of it because you if you're trying to throw something or sew something thick yeah it often just throws it off but yeah. those heavy duty cast iron machines they're like yeah like <laughs> also through leather whatever <laughs> one time I had an old trindle cobbler sewing machine that I I don't remember how I got this maybe I found it online I can't even remember but it was a store in Heron that um it was like generation upon generation of cobblers and I went there because I, I was wanting a machine that would sew leather. And I this mm-hmm. is the stage where I was just having all the thrifted sewing machines. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to sew leather because mm-hmm. I was wanting to make leather purses. Oh, yes. I was like, I want to sew leather. But all of mine, it would like, I would try so hard and my needle would just break. Yeah, and I'm like, right. ugh, the mo- motor just wasn't strong enough to push the needle through yeah. as strong as it needed to. So I was like, well, what I can afford is this old Trindle one. <laughs> 
<laughs> and so I did that for a while and it was huge <laughs> and metal and I literally did the little feet thing on it, but <laughs> it so worked cool. really well. And then I, then I found my Bernina one and yeah. I was like, it's worth it just to pay the money. Yeah. And now it sews leather like a champ. Oh, I bet it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So I got my sewing machine and my serger and then a really good iron. I think that's uh, in a yes. station setup to where that you can iron. Yeah. <laughs> because that is a really important part of sewing is yes, ironing. Ironing. And getting all your fabric prepared. And then I also really like, I have a very big um, cutting table where yes, I have the plastic mat, the cutting mat. Yes. And then the um, the circle, it looks like a pizza cutter, but you cut fabric with it. The rotary cutter? Rotary cutter. Yes, okay. I love you, rotary cutters. I don't and, have one. Okay, a rotary cutter and a straight edge is like... A must, in okay. my opinion. You okay. have to do it. I it think I need so, to especially, make the next step. <laughs> yeah. Especially, like, for me, when I was making purses for a long time, like, I had a lot of the same shapes yes. that I was cutting, so yes. I could very quickly could just cut off all mm-hmm. the same shapes. And then a good pair of scissors, yes. small and yes. big, so, like, long scissors that you can cut your fabric with. Mm-hmm. That are really nice. What kind of scissors do you have? Do you mm, have a certain I brand that you inherited them. They were, like, the metal ones. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, mine are the metal ones too. And you can actually take those a lot of times to Joann's and they'll sharpen Sharpen. them for you, Mm -hmm. which is nice. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also have a small pair of really sharp scissors that I use for cutting thread. Yes. Or like ripping seams, a seam ripper. A seam ripper Mm -hmm. is a must, especially if you're new. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A A seam ripper and like small pair of um, precise scissors that you can cut seams with. And then pins for pinning yeah, your stuff, pin your stuff. Yeah, and hand sewing needles of course okay. you said that one a little um a little tray I like to have a little tray with a magnet at the bottom to throw all my pins in oh no I just have the typical pin cushion yeah one. I like the magnet okay. I, I don't know either one is fine of course um is there a place to put else? your thread otherwise oh, it just yes. ends up like chaos yeah <laughs> yeah a few years ago for Christmas I got the little thing that has all the pegs yes, on it the, pegs thing. the little tiered mm-hmm. pegs I have a smaller version yours is giant nice. yeah <laughs> um to put all your thread on because yeah you mm-hmm. end up buying thread that you already have if you can't see it yep. and yes. and all the thread gets tangled up with each other yes <laughs> I, that's all the things that I could think of off the top of my head is there anything else so do you have the rotary mat with your rotary yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the whole top of my that cutting table cutting is a giant cutting mat. Yeah. My my kitchen out. table just usually gets used as my cutting yeah. place. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were building the house, I was like, I would really yes. like to have a place where that's all of this can stay out. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, it's so much more convenient for me to just go down and do something really quickly yeah. that's already set up rather yes. than to pull it all out of cabinets and get yes. it all set up. I feel like I would avoid it <laughs> just because of the setup process if so I didn't she- have it all set up. Yeah, especially with like having toddlers, your time blocks are a lot smaller. So yes. you want it like it would just take I got you ten out minutes. Long. Yeah, <laughs> ten minutes to get it all out. Yeah, <laughs> if it's already out, then you can just go and make a seam, make a seam, and then yeah. you're, you've got that. Yeah, where uh, that happens a lot of time on Sunday mornings, where I'm like, well, this is a little bit too big for you. Let me go fix it really quick. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Then resources. Where are some places that you have bought things from, learned from? Yeah, where you get your patterns. Yeah, that Pearl Soho. Yes. Website that mm-hmm. the bonnet is from that I shared with you. They have beautiful stuff and then they also have free patterns and free tutorials all over their website. And mm-hmm. I find them I I used their website exclusively just for a long time just to learn stuff and to try stuff to not have to spend money on patterns and to just give to go. Yeah. <laughs> and I found it really useful there. And they have beautiful things, so So is most of their stuff free? 
All their patterns. All their patterns. All their patterns. Oh. They even have knitting patterns on there too. Dang, that's and awesome. And stuff too. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All sorts of things. And the at least the bonnet pattern was really user friendly. Like, yes. Not overly complicated at no. all. No. And they have pictures to show mm-hmm. you how to view it. And mm-hmm. I really like their website. Yeah, um, that's great. You can. I mean, you can also get on Etsy and find a lot of patterns that mm-hmm. you can buy if you're looking mm-hmm. for something. If you like looking for a wedding dress pattern or something really specific, or yes. bridesmaid dresses. I made the bridesmaid dresses that. for my wedding too. Oh, was that bad? I need to post pictures. Yes, you do. Um, you can buy patterns online also. I and then that. honestly, I I've got a lot of. I have a ton of patterns downstairs in a drawer that I got at a yard sale yeah. that was just like I might one day use a piece of these. And that's the cool yeah. thing about patterns yes. is you can yes. use the skirt from this and the top from this or. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah, I have like one pattern that I just love the way that the bodice fits, and so yeah. then I'll like make however the skirt I want it to look. Yeah, like that's what I did for Providence's Easter dress. I just yeah. did the top. And then any specific places that you've learned from? Mm, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, mm-hmm. just specific things like, oh, how did I do that? The trim that one time, or yeah. you know, mm-hmm. just very specific questions. Or even learning how to do like a blind hem. I referred yeah. someone. Just, I was like, just look up a YouTube video yeah. on how to do a blind hem, and they'll mm-hmm. they'll walk you through it. Or, or button. Yeah, or so so mm-hmm. button on, or do a buttonhole, or like learning mm-hmm. different skills like that. We that's one really great thing about te- technology. Like information is at your fingertips. Yeah. that you we have no excuse not to be learning yes. it's literally at our fingertips that we can we can learn that information kind of stuff. is cheap yeah yes and then I would just advise you to like find people I am yes. a I am a very hands-on learner like I want to see it I want to do it with my hands and then it will stick in my brain mm-hmm. I'm not that great at just reading something and learning so the best for me is to like go to someone have them show it to me yeah so finding <laughs> They're sneaking through. <laughs> um, finding people in your church, that, so and yeah. like even offer to pay them. Like mm-hmm. for me, if someone had a skill, I'll be like, I will pay you. Mm-hmm. Can I come to your house? Um, or just asking them to, if they will show you. And I'm sure that if it's in your church, they will probably do it for free. But being mm-hmm. willing even to like pursue a skill to the point of paying someone. Yes. Um, but at our church, we're doing a Titus two class in I think it's in July. No, that's preserving September. Yeah, I think month. September. Yes. Is our sewing one? Yes, because I love. I sit at my sewing machine in the winter, and then the, mm-hmm. in the summer, I will set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how I am too. It's definitely a winter time mm-hmm. hobby for me. But um, in September, we're doing a sewing class at Christ Church for one of our Titus two classes. Mm-hmm. So anyone who has a sewing machine can bring it, and we're all going to plug them in. And we're all going to make a project together. We're all going to like learn how to thread our machines, and then make a small project together, Fun. and just kind of talk through the basics of sewing mm-hmm. and. And then, like I said, once you have those basics down, then you can like springboard into whatever you want to make at that point. Mm-hmm. Another resource that I thought of was I love to buy my linen at fabric-store.com. It's like ten to twelve dollars a yard. It's very affordable. Oh, that is yeah, because it's, it's like thirty at Joanne's. Yeah, it's, and you can get coupons a lot of times. So yeah, I, I usually have her. I hardly ever buy at full price, but mm-hmm. if it's just that already, that's nice. Yeah, we don't have any place around where I live in Hooker, Oklahoma, that sells linen. And it's hard to find if you go like on Etsy or whatever. It's often twenty to thirty, yeah, yeah. dollars a yard. Mm-hmm. So fabric-store.com is where I buy all my linen, and it's very quality, and I love the colors that they offer. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And they offer several different weights too. So if you want heavyweight or lightweight yeah. in the summer, it's really great. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, fabric.com is a place that I've gotten a lot of stuff before too for bridesmaid dresses and things that I've made for different people, and then. A lot of times, if I'm wanting to make something for Providence, I'll find a garment that I, like, at a thrift store, yeah. really cheap, that I like the fabric, and I'm like, oh, I oh. can make a whole baby dress out of this, yes. or 
a sheet or yes. a pillowcase mm-hmm. that I just like the fabric mm-hmm. and just reusing it for repurposing it for her clothes or my clothes even. Yeah, yeah, you can find really beautiful wool and linen and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, I've done that with leather jackets too, finding leather jackets and making it into a purse. Yes. <laughs> or again, with like sheets, you could make curtains yeah. and pillows and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I've made so many of images just from, just from my mother-in-law's old curtain stash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the nice thing about it is like that's a lot of fabric. Yeah. Or I found like those vintage, it's not like a comforter, but like bed sheet, bed covers yes. that are like really thin woven fabrics, yes. but they're beautiful yes. and like really neat colors and patterns. And I've, it's like a ton of fabric yeah. and you can get it for like, oh, it's $2 at a thrift store yeah. and it's so much fabric yeah. that you get to use. You can so. make a dress for yourself with all oh, that. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a, that's one of my favorite ways to get fabric. Where do you purchase your knitted fabric? So I sew mostly woven stuff yeah. and I'm wanting to start to get into some more knitted things, mm-hmm. but where do you? Usually Joann's or Joanne's? Hobby Lobby because they're local uh, and I can yeah. just go and feel them. And feel them. Because if I'm doing a knit, then I want to touch it. Touch it. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, that's And I want to stretch it and I want to see what it feels <laughs> yeah. like and how thick it is. Yeah. Living where we're so rural, I don't have any place to feel mm-hmm. it. And I always feel like online, I just don't know the specific words that I want to how I mm-hmm. want it to feel like. <laughs> A lot of times for the stuff that I'm making, I want it to, if I'm going to use a knitted fabric, I want it to be soft and stretchy. So I will write four way stretch. Okay. Okay. Four way stretch. Uh-huh. Is it a thinner or is it a medium? It's, it's like a medium. Yeah. Okay. I would say medium to thin, but soft and stretchy always. Okay. Okay. I'll have to try so that So that might be. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. I, didn't, I haven't used that term before, so mm-hmm. I'm going to go look there now. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to make a swimsuit one day. I told you that last summer. I still want to make a swimsuit for myself. Because I have in my mind what exactly type of swimsuit I would like to find myself. But I don't know if it exists in the real world other than in my mind. (laughs) That is one way that it helps our family. I spend so much less time shopping because I feel like I always have a vision of what I want to like for Mm -hmm. my garment to be. And then I could just shop forever and never find anything. Yeah. But if I'm just, I just make it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Anything else on sewing? Oh, I thought of another notion or some the tool that I use very often when I'm making little baby clothes. You know, do you have one of those? Um, what are they called? They're like a pliers, but they put on little button clip. The ones that are on the, the crotch of little baby's clothes that make those oh, little buttons. Oh, a grommet setter? Yes. yes okay. Yes, yeah. one of those. I have one of those and I use it all the time instead of like buttons because you know mm-hmm. when you're changing little baby's clothes, you yeah. <laughs> don't have time to actually do a I've never got I've never tried those before. I have a grommet <gasps> setter that I use for purses to make like little top Oh, of course. Things. But that is a great idea to yeah. use the snaps. The snaps, I do them on all my all of Imogen's clothes and when, especially when she was a baby for mm. the the bottom snaps. Man, but that's I use really that thing all the time. Yeah. That's cool. And it's really affordable and super easy to use. And makes it look very professional. Yes, it does. <laughs> and you can get even really cute ones the, mm-hmm. with the like, diamonds. Little or, pearls yes. or something. <laughs> that's cool. That's awesome. All right. Well, I hope this is inspiring you guys to get into sewing and look up some resources. So anything else? Oh, that's it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Have a good day, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. For more information, you can go to fruitfulandfearless.com and please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes.